right. It's live. Okay, guys. Sorry about that. We as a small biz pro, I saw we roll using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> after, after multiple tries, we are officially logged in here on the Business Zone, guys. So we just want to thank you and uh, appreciate your patience for uh, waiting on us to log in on the Business Zone. This is a great show we're going to have today. We want to introduce you to my calls. Hello, oh, everyone. <laughs> I am fine. Hey, Fernando. <laughs> We are happy to be back. We had a little technical difficulty, guys. Hey, we're streaming live. What can we say? We don't have control of the internet. But for whatever reason, it did not want to go live today. But that is never going to stop us because here we are. They ain't going to hold us down. Not going to hold us. We have stuff to say and we going to say it. So did you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, co-host? Oh, man. It was wonderful. I had a great time, man. We we had some uh, lamb chops and some oxtails. And, oh boy! And, uh, we were going all out. <laughs> okay. So so you do know what two three years ago on Thanksgiving you got your COVID? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. That's why I didn't want to go anywhere. I said, hey, I'm not going to visit anyone. I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a really good time, and our guest came in. Hey, Mark. We will bring you in shortly. We're going to do a, few timing, little, right? a little bit of a cross uh, check. Just check your, um, go down to the bottom and you'll see the video, um, little video um, uh, icon and, and to make sure that you get your video camera on. Other than that, um, and then we'll bring you out of our proverbial uh, green, uh, green room very shortly. Mine's was pretty cool. You know, I have, well, first of all, the Thursday before Thanksgiving, we had a food safety expert, the scientist that came on to the community briefing. By the time he got done telling you how dangerous the turkey is, <laughs> if you don't defrost it properly, if you don't cook it properly, and if you don't store it immediately upon cookie after you've oh, eaten man. your dinner, it could literally kill you. So after that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having vegetables, man. And I and my vegetables came out of my vegetable garden. So therefore I knew what I was eating and why I was eating it. So uh <laughs> but other than that, we had a really great one. The food was awesome. My my brother-in-law did a fantastic job. Our greens came from the garden. That's Our good. sweet potatoes came from the garden. Yeah. And uh, we made some butternut squash that came from the garden. Mm -hmm. And uh, so everything else we, we bought. and But it was awesome. It was a pretty good job. Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to purchase some of your sweet potatoes from your garden so I can make my Jamaican sweet potato pudding pie. Right. Well, we still have a couple of, uh, we have to make that happen. You don't have to purchase. We have a couple of sweet potatoes and we're getting ready to uh, 
uh, heart, uh, uh, plant some more. But yeah. oh my God, they were sweet. They were wonderful. They were nice and orange, and it was just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> you know, when your food comes from the growth of your own hands, yeah, uh, it has a whole different impa impact on you. Yes. There was um, and you, I don't know if you, oh, you have Netflix. There is a show that aired the second season to the show that aired um, called High on the Hog, and oh, it's like I think you told me about that one time. Um, well, actually, Mark, you are logged in. We just can't see you as of yet. And I think that has more to do with your camera. So just make sure your camera is it's connected off. to your computer, just like if you were doing Zoom. <laughs> and then go over to the little, um, there's a setting there that has a little gear shift. Click that open, right? Uh, click that open and see where your camera is and make sure that uh, if you go to video and then make sure you select your video output and then that should bring you on. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that show is all about um, our cooking and uh, where it came from. So there is a little excerpt in there about Jamaica and, oh, really? uh, mm -hmm, and uh, on uh, oxtails i believe and uh okra and 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 peas and rice and i think they actually uh, one of the one of the chefs is from the island so and i think from jamaica that sounds so, good man that so you know good. good food that's what thanksgiving <laughs> is about it's about good food <laughs> fernando how was your thanksgiving did you have a good one and welcome to the business zone so um, that was it. So then, of course, I always feel our our, our clients are, are punishing us for being away because this <laughs> week has been brutal, man. I'm back to back to back and, and trying to get my invoicing out and uh, just lots of things to do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, yeah. So, um uh, but yeah, so that was it. And so and anything else going on this week that? Uh, no, I, I have a meeting uh, Monday where I told you about this uh, large national transportation agency. They want to meet with me to talk about a mentorship program. So, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, so we're supposed to be meeting on Monday to discuss that. So he said, I can't get the Restream logo off the screen, so I guess. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you on in a minute, but hold on. I am going to pull up your picture. So if we can get your voice on, I can make it happen with your, with your picture, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have those kind of skills. <laughs> and believe me, guys, she's got skills. <laughs> He's our little techie nerd here. She knows how to get these techie things, you know, taken care of. Right. But in the meantime and in between time, I want to talk with uh, the audience just a little bit to let you guys know what we do here at the Business Zone. We help businesses become prominent, become prominent in the marketplace. We help you to become business ready, contract ready, loan ready. And if you're a nonprofit, we help you to become nonprofit ready. 
So we go through a series of uh, assistance with you. We do assessments, and those assessments will tell us exactly how much help you need, and then we can structure a plan, structure a program around your company based on the results of your assessment, and we put a plan together. And based on that plan, we can get you set up, get you ready, whether it's contract ready, business ready, loan ready, or funding ready, or uh, nonprofit ready. So that's what we do here on the business zone. We also try to connect you with contract providers. So by you coming on to the show, it will help you to uh, widen your reach, widen your reach in the marketplace. So people will know about what is it you do, your product and your services. And also, uh, also, if you got other things you want to add to your customers or your clients to let them know what is it you do, what your specialty is, then we can do that too. We also have what we call class in sessions, guys. So from time to time, my co-host and I, we will have a class in session where we'll go over either your accounting, bookkeeping, we'll go over cash flow management. Like today, we're going to be covering cash flow, but... It won't be us doing it, our special guest who will be joining us soon. He will be the one going over cash flow management, gross profit, and and, and, uh, sales, increasing your gross profit and sales within your company as well. So there are quite a bit of stuff we'll do. We we have classes on leadership. We've got class on management skills and all of that. We've got class on exit strategy. We've got class on how to start a business, how to set up a a legal structure. And we go over all of the different structures from C-Corp, S-Corp, LLC, your sole proprietorship. We talk about partnerships and also nonprofit registration. So there's so many things we can do for you. All right. How are we coming along there? So we're going to let him in. And then um, I think he should be able to be unmuted at that point in time. And then I am going to share our screen so that we can actually see him. And there we go. So um, we'll be able to see him as we are bringing you in. So here we go. Let's see what happens here. So can you speak? Mark? Mark, we got you on live. Uh, can so you press, uh, um, it uh, either press the... Um, click the, on your video, button. your video button so we can get you on here. Because I think your 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 video is off. So click on your video uh, button. Well, he, he's having a problem with the video. Uh, but try the... Um, press M on your keyboard. That should also unmute you. If that works, I am, but it won't let me on. Oh, that was his other message. So, folks, while my co host is helping our guests to get situated and uh, become technically inclined here. <laughs> so, why don't we do this, Mark? Try going out and coming back in. Let's see if that works. Maybe it'll reconnect with it. So, actually, exit out and then come back in. Okay. All righty. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for our guests to come in, sometimes, yes. you know, technology, obviously today is just one of them kind of days. Yeah. Let's see if it's going to let him back in. Well, it Actually. looks like he's pretty close. 
close, but he actually should have popped in, but he hasn't popped in. Turn on the light, Mark. <laughs> it's dark right now. Turn on the light <laughs> so we can see. Look, let's see if you can pull him in because something might be on my side, Gilbert. See if you can go. He's on the left-hand side there, so if you can. Um, yeah, I did. I did, but he's still nothing not popping in. Yeah. Okay. I don't still know what the. The problem. Um, that's all the. That's all the technical. Let's see. Allow. Um, I'm trying to see non-video. Oh, here. Let's try that. All right. Let's see if that works. Did that yeah. bring him in? No, the video is not showing. The video. The is, video is not is showing. Cool. But can he? Can we hear him? Um, Mark, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Mark? So I don't think he's getting any audio on us either. Okay. Let me see if there's something that I can do. I can't really. I can only control my side of the video. I can let him in under that other. Okay. Well, that is an issue. Mm -mm -mm. Let's try that again. Let's see. I don't even see the. Add the stream. So, Mark, are you still muted? So, he's muted. So, let's see. Ooh. There you are. <laughs> yeah, there I am. Um, I can hear you, but I can't. He can't speak. Right. Um, Go over to your audio, uh, go over to that little gear shift right there and mm -hmm. and click the audio button and make sure that your mic is selected. It, it'll do a drop down and whatever your mic is, it, you need to let it know that it's there. If that helps. The audio input and then as well as the audio output. Oh, wait, yeah, that part, let's see. So we it's got not, that back. It's not coming in at all. Okay. Folks, we apologize for this uh, technical difficulty that we're having here. Uh, yeah. We're trying to bring in our guest on the, <laughs> on the feed so that he can share some valuable information about uh, gross Cash profit. Flow cash flow management and all of that good stuff for you mm -hmm. and he'll be sharing it for retail businesses so many of as you know many many small businesses in the marketplace uh they occupy that retail space so whether it's clothing whether it's food products whether it's uh, uh commodities you know those are all under the retail agenda so those are some of the things that uh our um, guest will be covering today. Right. So we're trying to get him in on the line here so <laughs> he can do his thing. Um, I, I only other troubleshoot I can say is to come back out and come back in again. But uh, I think we've done, I mean, the image is not an issue. It's just us being able to hear you. That is a issue. Yeah. You can hear us, but we can't hear you. Yeah, we're not hearing him at all. Mm 
And Fernando said, because of all the issues, I know the info about to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Huh? You're right, Fernando. You're right. Man. It's going to be some good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as we can hear them. So once again, uh, Mark, let's see if you can go out and come back again and see if that works. Come all the way out of your, um, you might even have to reset your computer and come back in. I do need to log out of, um, if you got your, if you have your Zoom up, yes, you yeah, would need to you shut that down. Up, yeah, if you have Zoom up, that might prevent you because that happened to me many times where, I had Zoom from a previous meeting and I totally forgot that I didn't totally log out of it, that I'm trying to log into our show and it's not letting me. And I'm going, what is going on here? Yeah, what yeah. If you doing? if you have if you have any other uh platforms open that uses your camera, yeah, he said he's currently not logged into any of those. Uh so try it coming out. Actually climb all, all the way out of your computer and then come back in and see if that helps. And we're so sorry, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll have some filler material while we're waiting for you to come in. And, and as Fernando says, we know it's going to be good because yeah. it's, it's trying to keep us yeah. from hearing it. <laughs> now, what if we uh, play the Small Biz Pro promo? Will that interfere with anything? I uh, shouldn't. Let me give it a shot. And uh, let me pull it up. I'm going to take him off screen right now so that yeah. we can make that happen. Yeah. So um, while we're waiting... For um, well, he's troubleshooting on his side. Let me go over here and pull up um, Smobius Pro on our YouTube channel, and let's see what we got. So um, I was talking to somebody about about your product, uh, a banker actually, and he was quite excited. And I know for 2024, mm -hmm. you know, everyone uh, really needs to look at what does next year look like, right? Yeah, what does yeah. next year look like far as um, what kind of money you're looking at making? Um, we always want to do more than what we did uh, the previous year. Yeah. That should be everyone's goal. All righty, Gilbert, let me see. Small Biz Pro. Today is Technology Challenge Day. <laughs> you know they throw all kinds of blockage in our way as as small businesses, and but we always survive. We always manage to survive it. I so. know, I know, I know. All righty, so I'm gonna uh, um, share this. And small Biz Pro. And again, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is The Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. We're on every Friday from 3 to 4.30. So check us out. This is your company's paperwork and takes care of all your record keeping. Does your current record keeping system send you 90 day alerts to remind you that your key documents are about to expire and need to be renewed? Can you find contracts and procurement opportunities in seconds from any of the 50 United States so you can grow your business? 
Is your business organized so that you can tell which key documents are needed to efficiently run the business? How about woman-owned, small business, or disadvantaged business enterprise certifications? Do you have a checklist of all the key documents you need to become certified? Does your current system allow you to conduct market research from multiple sources and provide you industry and market data in seconds? Well, Small Biz Pro does all of that and more. Small Biz Pro is the number one business management, compliance, procurement assistance, and market research assistance tool on the market today. Download the app now and you will be amazed. It's like having three additional employees working for you, but you don't have to pay them. What are you waiting for? Okay, go get your three employees. Gilbert, you want to tell them about your project, your, your pro product? That's right, guys. That's right. Go get your 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 three free employees by way of Small Biz Pro. Uh, what Small Biz Pro does for you guys is an amazing platform that helps you to uh, prepare your business in order to become business ready, contract ready, and loan ready. Now it stores your documents in a in a vault, a safe vault that you can access in six seconds or less anywhere in the world by using your smartphone to access it. So we really want to make sure that uh, folks are always ready and prepared for contracting opportunity, for, for lines of credit or funding opportunities, and make sure your business is just ready. It's complying with all com compliance requirements, uh, all regulation requirements with your city, the county, the state, and even the federal government. Any documents you need to run your business, uh, Small Biz Pro shows you where you store it and how to store it so you can access it quickly. So that's what this platform does, guys. You, you really should check it out. I'm going to put a link in the chat so you guys can try it out for free and uh, for about 10 days. And if you guys like it, then go ahead and register or reach out to me and uh, I'll connect you. Okay. Okay, so Gilbert, why don't we do this while we're waiting for Mark to be able to come in? You want to go on and talk about attaining uh, or the checklist uh, for government contracts? Oh, um, yes. Or, um, and then in that meantime, when he comes in, then we can just jump over to, which is still all about increasing the cash flow, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So right, let's do that. This is Gilbert's expertise. So we all have our sweet spots, right? So I personally think, and he's always giving me my flowers, so I'm going to give him his flowers. I believe Gilbert is like the guru of all gurus of uh, procurement, supply diversity, obtaining government contracts. He just seems to be that guy and he knows it inside out and, um, so if you're looking to do that in 2024, he your man. <laughs> you're, you're making me blush, co-host. You're making me blush. <laughs> but you do that for me all the time. So uh, Mark came in, but I don't see the uh, Mark. Let's see if we can get you. Can you hear? You. Can you hear you? Can we hear you? We can't Mark, hear you. can you hear us? Mark? Yeah, no, I'm not hearing it. It's up pretty high. Um, um, so go ahead, Gilbert, while, while he's, I'm not quite sure what we can do here. <laughs> Mark, yeah. we might have to reschedule and, and do a, a, a trial run, um, to make sure we get you in. Cause I, I don't know what else to do on my side.
All right. Well, let's go through this material that we have. This is called obtaining government contracts, folks. And uh, it's got a checklist in here as to some of the items, some of the documents you may need to be prepared and be ready for that. Also, has a few steps in here that you need to take. So go for it, co-hosts. All righty. So, um, so in, in lieu of the fact that we were going to talk to uh, Mr. McNewsom about uh, cash flow, from our standpoint, one of those ways is, is as Gilbert always tells us, doing transactional business limits your ability to drive cash flow, uh, to bring in more cash, to increase your revenue. But however, if you are contract ready and if you can do contracts and Gilbert will go into more details on what that looks like, that actually can, I think when I first heard about it, Gilbert, it can revolutionally change the economics business model that you have currently by almost doubling or tripling your 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 net uh, your revenue, right? That's correct. That's correct. There's over five hundred billion dollars in government contracting dollars out there in the marketplace, guys. And we're talking federal contracts. We're talking state, talking county and city, the local municipalities. So whichever city you live in, there is always contracting opportunities with those city. Uh, departments. Now, if you're, if you're, the county you live in usually offers more contracting opportunities than your city. And those are things you guys want to think about. So for the county of Los Angeles, for example, they've got 37 different departments. Each department has different needs, different requirements for their contracts, for their contracting services. So you could look at it that way. So anything you do, whether you do retail, you do manufacturing, you do construction, you do uh, laundry service, professional service, electrical, you name it. Any of those services can be procured through the county in which you operate, especially the county of Los Angeles. So that's what we're trying to say. So in order for you to go after those opportunities, you want to be contract ready. And contract ready is a process where your company has established its back office and which will enable you to build your capacity. You can scale your business and grow. You have all your operating documents in place so that you can go after opportunities. Now, this also includes the financial capabilities of your business. So your business will be set up in such a way that if an opportunity, a contract opportunity is awarded to you, then not only can you take that on, but you also has either a line of credit or you've got some cash leverage that you can access to hire employees or to purchase materials or to execute that job. And that's really what this is all about, contract readiness. Right. And I and I think I was talking to a client the other day and we were strategizing. And, and to me, the only thing was his next step because he had that type of business uh, that he, well, actually all businesses can do some sort of contracting. But I, uh, but we were trying to, we were talking about what's your next steps. How do how do you increase your revenue? And that was one of his. That's one of his goals is to be increase to do that in 2024. Um, so what are the six steps as you we can see on the screen? What are those six steps to contract readiness? How can you be ready um, 
And what are they looking for for the individuals that are providing those contracts, Gilbert? So first of all, to become ready, folks, you need to address these six steps. The first one would be, who are you? So you want to know, okay, you know what you're about. You know what your company is about. Well, the contract provider doesn't know that. So you want to provide that type of information to them, who you are. The second would be, what are you trying to achieve with them? You know, what is it you're trying? Why are you in front of me? What, 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 what are you trying to do here? Number three would be, why are you trying to achieve that? So whatever it is that number two is that you're trying to achieve, then you got to explain why you're trying to achieve that. And number four, which would be step four, is with whom are you trying to achieve this? Are you trying to achieve it with a city? You're trying to achieve it with a county, the state, or the federal government? Or maybe you just want commercial contract providers or even residential. So you want to be able to tap into that yourself. And then the next one would be um, number five. So number five would be where would you like to achieve this? So I would like to achieve this, you know, with, with, with contracting officers who represent certain areas in certain industries. So you want to state what that industry is. If your industry, again, if it's laundry service, if it's professional service, if it's construction, retail, you name it. Those are the areas in which you want to target. And then finally, when would you like to do this? So you want to establish a milestone plan as to when this is going to occur. So we know we're at the end of the year right now. We're at the end of 2023. So your plan that you're putting together should be for 2024 first quarter of 2024 that should be that's your win right there your win is going to be the first quarter of 2024 that's when you're going to execute this plan and you're going to target the city departments the county the state or federal government or commercial or private residents so that's what you want to do guys and that's what those six steps are Okay, so the what, who, what, when, where, and why, and with. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the six W's. The it's six usually the w's. five W's, but the six W's. The six um, W's. Okay, he says, I'm still, it says I'm unmuted. All righty, let's see. Um, so let's see if we can go to the next slide. And while, okay. you're, while you're setting up uh, our guests. Then I'll just cover the next uh, areas for our There audience. we go. So what are the items that we need, Gilbert, in order to make sure we are contract ready? So some of the key items that uh, small business or micro business will need to have in place if you're going after contract opportunity. First and foremost, if you're a sole proprietorship or a partnership, then you want to make sure you have your fictitious business name filed with the county in which you operate. And then you wanna make sure you have a business license. A lot of, I've, I've interfaced with a lot of uh, business owners and they say, oh, I don't need a business license. I said, who told you that? <laughs> oh no, it's for my trade, I don't. Now, there are some, there are minute amount of trades that really don't require a business license but you can count that on one hand guys one hand all right most of you need to have a business license and i want you to look at it this way if you're going to conduct business you have to have permission 
to operate that business and collect money from clients or customers. And the, the permission slip that you're going to get to do that is your business license. The <laughs> business license say you are authorized to take money from these clients in, in exchange for services or a product. Just keep that in mind. So if you're selling something, right, then you got to show you have got legal authority to do that. And the business license is that. Plus, the city in which you operate, they need to collect that revenue from you. So whatever that business license costs, then that's what you're going to pay as a business owner. So, you know, next time you think about saying, I don't need a business license, you think about that process. <laughs> but but now let me ask, though, if you're what if you're in because I know if you live in a county, so if you're planning on doing business, say, in the city of Los Angeles, but you live in a county, do you still have to have um, a city of Los Angeles business license? Yeah, if you live in if you live in an unincorporated area, so incorporated areas are usually a city, a city that has a mayor, right? So they mm -hmm. have their own city government. So those are incorporated areas. The ones that don't have their own mayors are called unincorporated areas. Those are some of the little towns. So those are the ones where when you obtain your business license, you obtain it through the county. So you go through the county to get your license instead of with the city. Oh, okay. So, but for the most part, you get your license with a city entity, a municipality. So the next thing that you want to make sure you have, beside your fictitious business name, now, if you're, um, and I'm not quite sure if we're going to pop up uh, one on corporations, but let's assume that you're a corporation, an LLC, then mm -hmm. you're going to need to register your corporation in order to get um, the readiness status. You need to register with the Secretary of State. So let's go to item number four three on here number three is you got to get your tax id with the irs so you got to apply go to irs.gov and uh, apply for your federal tax id number it should take no more than 15 to 20 minutes no more than that and you obtain it right there on the spot they'll email it to you then number four you get your dun and bradstreet number so then dun and bradstreet numbers to go to dnb.com D, the letter D is for David, the letter N is in Nancy, the letter B for Brad, and dot com, and you apply for your Dun & Bradstreet number. Dun & Bradstreet number is a nine-digit number that every business obtains, which separates them from the other business, because these are independent, num these numbers are independently selected, so you'll never have a duplicate duplication of the same number. So that's what that number is. Then number five, a cage code. The only time you need a cage code is if you're going after federal contracts. If you're not going to do federal contracts, you don't have to worry about the cage code. So the federal contracts would generally be if you're going to do Department of Defense contract, Department of Agriculture, uh, Department of Health Service, any of those that has to do with a federal, that is tied to the federal government. That's when you need a, a cage code because the contracting officers they, they, they will want to know you have that five. The cage code is a five-digit code mm -hmm. that's mixed with, it's alphanumeric. So it's letters and numbers. 
So Gregory Sneed, our field correspondent, has checked in and he's saying, what does CAGE stand for? And he also says he is a independent insurance agent. So he's exempt from the city of Los Angeles business. business. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I think insurance companies are one of those that's exempt from the licensing process as well. But CAGE means commercial and government entity code. That's what it means. Commercial and government entity code. And the reason they do that is to separate. It's like a pre-qualification process. So once you get your, your CAGE code, then the contracting officers know you already been through um, a vetting process where you, you you build a profile of your business and you register and you upload a certain type of information and data about your business. So they can go to that source. And that source is usually with SAM. It's called SAM.gov, S-A-M. And that's that means um, systems acquisition, uh, no, system awards management, system awards management. So that's where when contracts are going to be, federal contracts are going to be awarded, you got to register with that system. So that's what number five is. Number six, if you're in a construction trade, you want to have a contractor's license. So uh, there's over 60 different trades for you to uh, engage in if you're in a construction trade. So you will need a contractor's license for that. If you're not contract, if you're not a contractor, and your professional services, like me and my co-host, then and uh, professional services, you know, whether you do uh, consulting, you do, you provide advice, coaching, training, those types of things, bookkeeping, accounting, those are fall on the professional services. Someone who does website, you know, those are professional services. So that's that's what that is all about, number six. So you want to make sure you have any license or, per, or permit that you need in order to operate. Number seven, some type of businesses require permits. So if you're selling a product, then you need a permit. You got to have a seller's permit for that. If you're selling a service, then you don't need a permit. And that's a very big distinction for you guys to know. A lot of small businesses ask me, do I need a seller's permit? I provide professional services. No, you don't. Only The only time you need a seller's permit is when you are selling a product. So keep mm. that in mind. Number eight. Uh, so active incorporation status, you want to always make, make sure that is in, in effect. And I want to kind of touch on that a little bit. So many small businesses hire certain organizations to do their corporation and LLC status for them. So that means they're going to register you with a, with a secretary of state. But when they register, they don't fully register you with all the components you need. And when I look at registrations like that, I look at, okay, you're going to register with the Secretary of State, so you're going to get your Articles of Incorporation if you're a corporation or Article of Organization if you're an LLC. So that's mm -hmm. the first step in the registration process. The second step is to do a statement of information so with the Secretary of State, and that you're supposed to do within 90 days of registering as a corporation or as an LLC. 90 days you have. To register and if you don't do that within 90 days then the state 
can 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 fine you two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars will be a penalty for not filing your statement of information within that ninety days. Okay, a lot of small businesses they don't know they're supposed to do that because they hire these organizations to do their corporation registration status or their LLC status. So. Those folks, all they do is register with the Secretary of State, not knowing there's a statement of information to be done. Statement of information only costs $20, guys. And if you don't file it, you end up spending $250 for a $20 activity, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind. So so those are the, the two steps. Now, the part that, I, that concerns me about corporations when they're registered by certain entities who don't go the full nine yards. As a corporation, if you're thinking of becoming certified as a, a small business, a disadvantaged business, a woman-owned business, a minority-owned business, a veteran-owned business, if you need to do those certifications in your corporation, then there are additional documents you need when you register as a corporation, like your bylaws. You need your bylaws. You need your board resolutions. You need your meeting minutes. You need your, your stock certificates. You need, you need um, stock ledgers. You need um, transfer ledgers. All of those things are things that you need. And if you don't have those, then you can't become certified because certifying agencies are going to ask you for that. Now, many entities who do the registration of your small business, they exclude all of those documents. Because those documents are not in a kit anywhere. They used to come in a kit altogether, but they don't do it anymore. You know, yeah, I think when you pay for that, you get that. Like if you do yours through LegalZoom or somewhere yeah. and you purchase that whole book yeah. and kit and whole thing, exactly. then you get all those documents at one time. Other than that, uh, I think they need Small Biz Pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So other than that, you guys need to come to us, Small Biz Pro, so we can get you in line and let you know what you need. So you don't have to worry about all those other documents that you didn't even get. You don't even have to think about those documents. We're the ones who tell you, this is what you need. You need this document, you need that document, and all of those things. Get them ready and in place for you. So when you go after contracts, and even if you're a nonprofit, those documents are needed too because your funders are going to ask you for them. And if you don't have them, then there's an issue. So keep that in mind. Okay. So we're still so, trying to get our guests on, but, but you keep going. Okay. <laughs> So that's item number eight on the list of nine items. So um, number nine is a little bit about what we just talked about, the operating documents that you need in your business. And that's where Small Biz Pro come in. Because when you register in Small Biz Pro, it automatically creates what we call tiles. The tiles represent folders in your back office. So it automatically creates those file folders for you in the form of tiles. And all you got to do is just upload your documents. You know, it tells you, okay, right here, you're supposed to have your, your board resolution. You're supposed to have your meeting minutes. You're supposed to have your bylaws. You're supposed to have your stock ledger, front and back, you know, those types of things. So you, all you got to do is just upload those key documents when you have them. So that's what number nine is, all the required operating documents you need. So if we're going to categorize the five 
uh, legal structures and tell you what documents you need. Your sole proprietorship is the one with the least amount of documents that you need. Because with the sole proprietorship, all you got to do is register with the county for your fictitious business name. Then after you do that, then you you go out and you take out an ad advertising for 30 days to let the county know that you did advertise that you are a new business and you're you're now seeking to collect money from folks and you need permission to do that. So that's what the advertisement is all about. You got to advertise for 30 days, four weeks within the 30 days. That's what that is all about. Then after that, the next structure is a partnership. With a partnership, you got to have a partnership agreement. You got to have your, your registration with a fictitious business name with a county. And then um, you do your advertisement. And most of these businesses, you want to make sure you get business insurance and you're good to go. You're ready to go. And as, to go. as Greg says, doing business as or um, um, affectionately known as your DBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing business as it, it is affectionately known as your, your DBA and uh, or a fictitious business name. That's what that's called. So those two, those two types of registration is focused primarily on a partnership or a sole proprietorship. Now, there are some corporation and LLCs that do DBAs as well. That is if you have a, a company name, but you want to open another little subsidiary under that main name and you mm -hmm. want to call it something else. So my co-host, you know, her business is Michelle's Business Solution. But let's say she wanna she wanna do another subsidiary underneath that. She can call it ABC Corp or ABC LLC or just ABC and 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 register it as a sole prop. Now that's a subsidiary underneath her main. So that she can register as a DBA. Oh, we look at this, Kimber. We got Mark. <laughs> we finally got him, huh? <laughs> Yeah, he's going to come in on his phone. <laughs> okay. So so these are some of the nine steps, guys, that you want to make sure is in place before you uh, become contract ready. This is just the, the, the business readiness part of it. And, and then after that, then we can look at what is required for contract readiness. And, and, and folks... Uh, my co-host tells me that our guest is finally connected. <laughs> he said, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to bring him in. Uh, Greg, yes, Crystal Farms, or actually, I do business as myself. I'm a personal brand, Crystal Mitchell. <laughs> um, I, I found that uh, that works really well for me because everybody knows who I am out there. So uh, I, I've become a share. Yes. <laughs> you know, share, share operates under her own name. But Mitchell Business Solutions is the legal name of my business, but I do business under my own name. So see, a lot of people didn't even know that, Crystal. They didn't I know your business called Michelle Business Solutions. So. You're right, exactly, because they rarely hear it. It's just about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me, Gilbert. All about me. <laughs> well, I am going to bring in, we're gonna come back to this, guys, but but he's been he has been a diligent trooper. Yes, my farming business is called uh, Urban Sisters. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I have a lot of DBAs. So 
He has been a real trooper. So we're going to bring him in to talk about the uh, proven strategies to increase your cash flow. But of course, contracting is also one of those. I guess he didn't even know that. So he, he can add that to his repertoire of ways to increase those streams. But let us bring in, well, let me really quickly get over to who he is so that I can introduce him when he comes in. <laughs> so here we go. Mark. Hello, Mark. <laughs> yes, yes, we can sir. finally hear you. <laughs> I totally apologize to your audience. I am not the most techie, but like you said, I hung in there. <laughs> you hung in there, dude. So we we have all ears on you now. <laughs> you, you did hang in there and we're so pleased that you did. So Mark is a, uh, we're going to say everyone has their areas of uh, expertise and his is helping drive profit, uh, profit, um, helping profit driven small business owners develop concrete uh, lead generation strategies to increase their uh, profit mo models uh, tenfold. So very important, mainly because you know, when we're in business, we need to be making some money. <laughs> so, Mark, you want to tell us all about you and how you came to your area of expertise and, and how we can help our small business owners increase that profit for next year. Uh-oh, we lost him. We lost him again. So in the meantime and in between time, we'll <laughs> just continue with some of these other data well, that here we he comes providing back. you guys. I think he comes back now. Let's see. Uh, he's not all the way back in. There we go. There we go. Let's try that again. Are you there, Mark? Not yet, huh? Your yeah, sounds it sounds like it's connection. Like connection, yeah. Mm -hmm. his, his connection is not there. Yeah, Fernando, it sounds like his connection is 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 messing up. Maybe he's got AOL or <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> oh, there he is. There, there he go. is. There you go. Can you hear? Can we hear you? And can you hear us? Can you hear us, Mark? Sometimes it's, I, it's probably buffering right now. Uh-huh. Okay, well, while we work on that, let's go. We'll go back over here to you, Gilbert. Yeah. And um, we'll make this happen. This is going to happen, guys. Where am I? Uh, here. Oh, here. No, this is the wrong so way. So we can go to the next slide. Yeah, we'll go to the next. Oh, here, here you go. Here you go. As he's trying to get his his space. Okay, so those were the list of things. Um, we we're a little bit all over the place today, guys. But hang in with us. It's still all about cash flow. <laughs> However, we look at it, it's about the cash flow. <laughs> so to be ready, I think we skipped one, right? Oh, did we? We're at nine. There's one. There we okay. Go. There we go. Okay. Right. So uh, one of the things that I suggest, guys, that you want to make sure that you have business insurance, no matter what business you're in, you want to make sure you have business insurance. And uh, the most basic insurance you want to have is general liability 
you know, at least you're covered. You don't want to be sued. Uh, California is a litigious state. Everybody and their grandparents want to sue. So you want to make sure that you're protected. So if you don't have a corporation or an LLC, then you want to make sure that your, your, your sole proprietorship or your partnership is, is insured to cover you. So that's one of the first thing you want. If you have employees, then you want to make sure you have workers' comp coverage. Uh, things can happen. Employees may get injured on the job. You just want to make sure you're covered somehow, some way, so you don't go out of business as soon as you get started. The next item on the list, number 11, is what you want to have a capability statement. Capability statement, guys. And that shows your capabilities. It shows your clients what is it you're capable of doing, what is it you've been doing over the years, how well you've done it, and how you can do it for them. How you can bring value to their organization. How you can make their lives easier. So as we know, uh, your folks start a business because they're trying to solve a pain in the marketplace. Yeah, there's, that's a primary reason why anyone starts a business. They're trying to solve a pain in the marketplace. And, and based on my studies, my research, I have identified that pain can be measured in three ways. Three ways. Time, money, and resources. Time, money, and resources. So that's how pain is measured. So when you are trying to provide a value proposition to your client, then your value proposition must satisfy at least one of those three elements or all three of them, time, money, and resources. So when you're, when you're working on your business and becoming business ready or contract ready, then you want to make sure what you're doing for your clients that you highlight on your capability statement is that you are providing value to them and the value should provide itself within those areas then you want to look at a valid certification government certification if you're trying to go after government contract because on some of these government contracts they have set aside they have goals on some of these projects the goal can range anywhere from four five percent ten percent 15% and even up to 25%. So it depends on the project, it depends on the funding source. They will set a goal on this that a certain percentage of this project will be set aside for minority or woman-owned businesses or disadvantaged businesses or veteran-owned businesses or LGBTQ, you name it. It's going to be one of those and there will be a goal on it. So when you get your capability statement ready, you want to start looking into certification. So you can get your WBE, your MBE, SBE, DBE, or any of those, or even an 8A. Then uh, right after that, on your capability statement, you want to have your past project performance for the last three years. So whatever work you've done over the last three years, you want to make sure that's on the capability statement as well. Then you also want to look at your three largest projects that you've done for any contract providers because they're going to ask you about that. Now, what have you done over the last three years? Who are some of the people you've done business with? They want to know that. This is a copycat society, folks. So 
whoever you try to do business with, they want to either know that they're keeping up with the Joneses. So what they're doing is in line with your competitors or they're outperforming the competitors. So, so that's why they ask you about these things, your past projects. Then right after that, we've got a statement of qualifications. That's when you're ready for the big times, when you're ready for, to go after contracts with the, the city, the county, the state, or federal government. When you're on that level, one of the things they're going to ask you for is a statement of qualification. And the statement of qualification will provide your qualification, why you qualify to do certain, certain types of work. So that's what that is all about. Statement of qualification is an extension of your capability statement. Capability statement is one page. It's a one-page document. Statement of qualification is about 15 to 20 pages. And it covers a whole lot of stuff. It covers your company background, your team, your organizational structure, uh, your resumes, letters of references. It talks about past projects and a whole slew of other information. So keep that in mind, guys. And uh, finally, on number 16, it speaks to your financial statements, your balance sheet, your profit and loss statements, and even if you got tax returns that you've done over the last three years. So those are some of the things you want to look at. Do you want us to see if our, our guest is back in your co-host? Uh, he came in and he popped right back out again. So um... All right. So we'll just keep going until... Mm -hmm. We yeah, get our, our guests connected here. So the next slide, which is the final slide on, on this, well, not the final, but in terms of the list of documents you need, your tax return, business and personal tax returns for the last three years. You want to have those handy, have them ready and available. Don't, don't try to tell the contract provider, oh, I haven't filed my taxes for last year, because that's going to make it look like, you know, you're unreliable and you're just not a responsible business owner. So you want to make sure you file your taxes when they're due, or even if you're going to file them late, you file for an extension, and you can present that extension and say, hey, we've got two years, but uh, the third year we, ha we haven't filed yet, but we have an extension. So keep that in mind. Number 18, uh, for some type of projects, you got to do a pre-qualification. If you're construction contractors, many contract providers want to know that you're pre-qualified. That means you're already registered in their system and you, you answered quite a few questions regarding your credibility, your ability to, to perform, and projects you've done in the past. So that's part of the pre-qualification process. So that's number 18. Number 19, vendor procurement database. You want to register in a vendor procurement database. And that could be with a city, could be with a county, could be with a state federal government, or even private commercial contract providers like uh, Hansel Phelps, Turner Construction, um, Kiwit Construction, Tudor Perini, any of those types of uh, contract providers in the construction trade, you may want to register in their database to be pre-qualified. And then we talk about references. You want to have at least three letters of references, guys. Three letters, all the projects you've done in the past, make sure you get at least three references from them. And you want to get them before you need them. Just like with a line of credit, you want to get it when you don't need it. So it's the same thing you're going to do with your references. As soon as you complete a project with a client, ask them for a letter of reference. Because they may change their minds about you 
a few months later, they may go, oh, you know what? I don't really like this contractor anymore. I don't really like this vendor anymore. So I'm not going to give him a letter of reference. So make sure as soon as you've done the project, they're satisfied with it. Have them do you a letter of reference, guys. You'd be surprised how helpful that will be for you. And then the final thing on the list is a Form W-9. You want to make sure you complete one of those. So when you get awarded a contract, they're going to ask you for that. And most of the times that's asked for because they want to, when they're issuing your check, they're trying to classify you as to how they're going to report you to the IRS when they're doing their reporting. Am I going to report this person as a W-2 or am I going to report them as a 1099? So that's very important. Now, many contract providers will not pay you until you complete that form W-9. So keep that in mind, guys. <laughs> that's how you get paid. How you get paid. Very, that's very important. You <laughs> you, no one wants to work for free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's pretty much a checklist right there. So let's all see. right. Let's I think see if we're... our guest is back in. All righty. So I'm going to see what we can do here and getting back in. And uh, all righty, Mr. Newsom, how can we hear you? Can you hear us? Yeah, we, we can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Wow. I, I know. <laughs> Thank he, you, he my said brother. He jumped Thank on you. and he learned some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things we do every day, man. When we work with contract providers and small contractors, we got to make sure they are aware of these things. So when they go after opportunities, they're really ready and they don't miss any opportunities. So tell tell our audience, Mr. Newsom, about. Uh, some of the things you do with small businesses. Oh, to we help lost them. him again. Oh, we, we, he's gone. Yeah, again? he popped out again. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, think his, I think his signal is this. Yeah, very his signal weak. is is weak. So yeah, and I don't think he's in. I think he's uh, in Texas actually. I don't think he's in California. Oh, uh, oh okay. So he's it's out probably of state. like seven o'clock where he is right now. Yeah, let me see. Dinner me... time. <laughs> <laughs> And Fernando said, I'm so ready to hear him drop his nuggets. <laughs> we, we're trying. We're trying. Um, it looks not like quite he's sure. connecting again. It's, it's yeah, but I like to see when his picture comes up. So while his picture, so I can see if he actually pops in. Um, here's the thing, Gilbert. All of those things that was on the checklist for contract readiness is yeah. also being business readiness. Yes, it's yes, also yes. being bank loan ready, yes, right? Yes, Cause they're yes. going to all those documents you maybe with the exception of Sam and cage and things like that. Yes. Someone that is, um, um, when it comes to your, uh, being bank loan ready, that yeah. all of that is a requirement for, exactly. for, for a bank in order for them, uh, to, um, feel that you're a viable in entity for them to invest in. So this is just the matter of being um, bank loan ready, right? Yeah. And then, and then for your own peace of mind, so you're always ready when something because you never know when a contract may come up or when you need funding. 
uh, those are things that just needs to be in place. And I, I find with a lot of our business owners that uh, they kind of come into business just, you know, on on the, um, uh, what do I, it's, it's a word I use, but basically all willy nilly and they just in business for what they, the product they're selling yeah. or the service they're selling, right? It's all the gig industry, right? right? They don't really have all those other components together. So right. this list actually is a list uh, that you should have in place just yeah. for the, just for doing business every single day. Yeah, you want to have this list of items ready and available at all times. And that's why when you register in Small Biz Pro, the system reiterates this with you because what it does in each of the four categories, these are the documents that's there for you to upload. You see what I mean? And if mm -hmm. you don't upload those documents, then you're not ready. You're not ready at all. You know, you're not in compliance. So now you got to do this. The next thing I would recommend, guys, if you're a small business or micro business and you want to you want to pursue government contracts, when when someone when you're going after an opportunity, ask yourself. Would you hire you to do this job knowing that these types of paperwork are going to be involved? So if you don't have all the key paperwork you think that is needed, then you should be saying to yourself, well, let me take care of that first before I try to go after these opportunities. Because the paperwork is the, the items that drive these projects, guys. The, the paperwork because remember you're not just reporting to a contract provider who may be a prime contractor or a city you're also complying with the funder whoever is funding the project so the project could be funded by the state it could be funded by the federal government whoever is funding the project they want to know that there's compliance going on with the the the, the contract award uh contractor mm -hmm. provider and they also want to know that there's compliance going on with the awardee, which mm -hmm. would be a subcontractor. So keep that in mind, guys. Those are the things. And they, they monitor these things on a monthly basis. So, so let so, me ask this question. So just like if you were uh, applying for a loan, generally uh, the, the lenders are looking for someone that's, you know, has some um, um, tractability. Uh, so they're usually um, looking for someone that's been in business for two years or so, yeah. um, minimum of two years. Would you, it, would that same principle apply with being uh, contract ready? Yes, yes, that that principle will apply as well, because again, because uh, the contract providers want to satisfy certain requirements. Part of the satisfaction is making sure those paperwork are in place. So. The reason they do that is one, the contract owner requires that because at some point when you do a contract, those con those government contracts are going to be audited. So when they audit it, they want to make sure all the documents are in place. Everything is supposed to be there. Okay, the prime got awarded a contract. Did they have all the paperwork they need? Did they have their insurance? Did they have a contract in place? And the reason they do that is because they don't want to fall, they don't want to have to deal with any lawsuits because one of your competitors could later on come back and say, Hey, how come Buchanan and Associates get awarded the subcontract? They didn't have a subcontract agreement, they weren't even qualified to do this work. And on top of that, in public works contracting, they have something they have this phrase called 
commercial useful function. Commercial useful function means that your next codes that you say you're operating under, the duties that you perform under those next codes should be the same duties in the contract that you get awarded. And if mm. those if there's do those duties are not the same, then your competitors are going to complain and say, hey, how come Buchanan got this contract when his next code did not it did not match up with these duties? You mm -hmm. see what I mean? So mm -hmm. always expect when you're doing government contracts, always expect that there's someone out there who's going to complain about you. They're going to complain about your contract and they're going to try to make it look like you're not qualified to do what you're doing. That's why you make sure you're ready. You're in compliance. You're following the rules. <laughs> and, and I and I, and I also think just like when I talk to my my clients um, about your account, you know, about their their financial structures, right? Always operate as if somebody's looking over your shoulders. Yes. So yes. looking into a window, observing you even before they start doing business with you. Yep. Um, that way, what they see is consistent when they actually meet you and when you actually start working for them, as opposed to, you know, a lot of times I think small businesses tend to work, um, want to be under the radar, right? Yeah. And, you know, don't want to be controlled. I mean, it's fantastic to be in business for yourself because you do, you are your own boss, yeah. but you, there are other bosses, your clients kind of <laughs> fall under that, that umbrella. Right. And, but you do you know, my business, I practice it uh, to um, that even before I walk in a room, you already know somewhat of what you're going to get from me just yeah. based upon my reputation um, of other people that have done business. And when you start re receiving uh, referrals in that space is because People have been looking over your shoulder. They've been yeah. watching what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so it's very important as a business owner, know that people are watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I, I often tell my clients, I say, listen, when you're, when you're in business, you want to operate as if someone is going to file a lawsuit against you next month and you always <laughs> want to be ready. <laughs> If you operate under that that concept, there's no way you can be out of compliance because you're gonna make sure you got all your paperwork. Because hey, you don't want this lawsuit. You don't want to lose. True, true that, man. True that. So, yeah, we're just saying, and you know, we're at the end of the year now. So, you know, what has happened in 2023 is pretty much over. So, yeah. if you haven't been complying in those, uh, in those, in that framework, then next year is another year. But we yeah. do need to. Uh, be setting ourselves up. So make a commitment to yourself that yeah. I'm going to operate this business as if I'm got an opportunity waiting for me on the other side. Yes. As if I am going to have to apply for capital in order to satisfy that opportunity that's coming to me and that I just want to be operating uh, in a business-like manner. Um, and I want to make sure everyone sees me in that manner. So that's, you know, that's how I operate my business. Gilbert, I know that's exactly how you operate your business. Oh, for sure. For opportunities sure. pop up out of nowhere, man. Of you nowhere. one day somebody will call you say, hey, can you do X, <laughs> Y, and Z? And you're like, 
Oh, uh, you know, you don't have, sometimes you don't have time enough to say, oh, wait a minute, I need to get my stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes when they approach you, the deadline is tomorrow. Right, exactly. I got this opportunity I want you to respond to, but it's due tomorrow. It's like, oh man, come on. That's why you want to have all your ducks in a row, have them ready. So if they ask you to produce it tomorrow, you can do that. You can do it. Yeah, you, you can be ready to do that. So that's yeah. so, so important um, that we're operating. So uh, that's my challenge to everyone is for 2024, make a commitment to yourself that you yes. want to see, you want to see an increase in your revenue. You don't want to work just basic where, I mean, I always say to my clients, man, if you're making $48,000 a year, you can go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> There are some aspects to being in business for yourself. I absolutely love it. I've been doing this for a long, long, long time, and I've learned how to how to how to maneuver in this space. But um, if this is your this your first rodeo, man, it may not be such a bad idea to just for that kind of money. So you really want to make it worth your while um, that you are making some. You know, you're at least making what you would make if not more, it should be more than what you'd make if you were working for, as my brother-in-law says, the man. (laughs) (laughs) If you're working, if you're in a business, if you're running a business and that business is generating revenues under 60,000 a year, you need to go get a job because that's not sufficient for you to run that business, to, to take care of your family, and and even higher employees that's not enough so 60 anything under 60,000 it's time for you to go get a job because that's not sufficient for you. I know you it's not it's uh, no it's not so but you know being an entrepreneur is absolutely wonderful i saw a meme the other day and i can't remember what was it it was saying something about gosh cuz it was really cute somebody was saying um Oh, I have to I have to see what it was. But whatever it was, my comeback was, and it says something about being in control of your money, right? So in being in control of your money, um, they were saying something about having your, working for someone else. I think they were talking to young people. But my thing was, no, nah, you want to be in control of your money, you need to really look at r- running your own business because yeah. that's a better control of your money. <laughs> that's right, that's right. He who knows how to count his own money gets to keep it. <laughs> gets you don't to want keep his money. Else your money for you. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's what I said. Oh, here it was. Uh, it was a meme. It says, "Imagine knowing a guy that can solve all of your financial sex, your financial problems without having sex." And somebody says, "Yeah, that's called employment." I said, "No, that's called <laughs> entrepreneurship." <laughs> I love that. I love that. entrepreneurship if you do it the right way if you run your business the right way if you structure your business as a business and you're making sure your business ready you're making sure your bank loan ready because you never know may not ever need a loan in your whole entire life but you will need your credit cards and things like that and and the next level of i think scaling your business uh to generate massive uh, cash flow is through contracting. So if you want to do that, yeah, entrepreneurship is the pathway, but you have to do it the right way. You have to make sure you're running a viable business 
that the business has a profitable business model attached to it. Mm-hmm. That is not a one-off or a gig that it, cause it's just really not worth it. Um, uh, and then you can walk through with such pride that this is something I built up from nothing uh, to something pretty major and pretty substantial that is changing my life, my family's life. And ultimately as an entrepreneur, we actually contribute uh, to the economics of the communities that we live in. And one of the things that I've been busy working on this, this past week right now is working with banks. You know, I've been connecting with banks to see how we can establish uh, a relationship with those banks so they can provide lines of credit for many of our small businesses because many small businesses they need the funds to operate they need you know to have that leverage have access to those funds so when they do need it they don't need to go get a loan or anything like that they already have it there ready and available mm-hmm. so all they have to do is to tap into it so this one bank that i met with was very willing and interested in um working with with us to to have us prepare small businesses get them loan ready funding ready lines of credit ready and all of that so i just want to put this out there to my audience to let you guys know that hey there are funding availabilities but you guys need to make sure your paperwork is in order record keeping is very important to the success of a small business i'm going to repeat that record keeping is very important to the success of a small business. So you wanna make sure you got the balance sheet, you got the profit and loss, you got the tax return. Those are the three key documents you guys are gonna need if if you're looking for a line of credit or any type of funding in your business. So keep that in mind, guys. So uh, this bank is very receptive and they're willing to work with us co-hosts. And that's pretty awesome. I also, we must've been on the same pathway on the, on the same uh, um, brave wave this week. Cause I also met with a local bank that uh, I bank with and that, and that recycling black dollars bank with, and they, they have that same uh, goal in mind. So they reached out to me and we, we had um, lunch uh, the other day and they're wanting to see how they can um, be um, effective in in the community and not just make promises and not but how can they really help small businesses get to the next level because you you in most cases you know you can do that fifty sixty thousand dollars but really to get to that next level you need employees right you need good systems in place software systems you need maybe new equipment you need those things and and um you know gilbert is more in the mindset and i am too of not necessarily a loan, but being able to have a line of credit uh, so that you can tap into it when as you need to grow. And But I, I am of the mindset that every time you get external dollars into your business via loans, via grants, via lines of credit, they need to be able, you need to have a plan, right? You just don't get loans just for the sake of loans to pay off other bills. You should have a plan and that plan should be uh, in vain of what we're talking about is to increase your cash flow, increase, be able to generate more revenue that one, you have significant money to pay off the loan, but also you're going to benefit greatly from the fact that you've used that cash infusion 
to grow your business. Right. That is true. That is true, guys. So please think about what we're saying seriously. If you want to thrive in 2024, these are some of the things you want to think about. And I believe, co-host, um, we might be doing a show next Friday about um, the, 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 the top businesses, top business ventures to pursue in 2024, correct? Uh, yeah, we definitely can do that. <laughs> yeah. so I think we'll do that next week, next Friday, guys. Top business ventures to pursue in 2024. So you can start thinking, start planning, start seeing if the business you're running right now falls within those guidelines. And if not, you know, how can you tweak it to make sure your business stay consistent and in growth mode? And I want to make one clarification. I mentioned earlier that if your your company is generating less than 60 grand, then you need to find a job. So I want to explain that. If you're a startup business, then it's okay that you made, you know, under 60 grand because that's your first year. You're just starting out, you know, in your first year, nobody knows you. Nobody cares about you. So you got to go out there, knock on some doors, kiss some babies and all of that good stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the first year. Build but your with, reputation and your brand. Yeah, yeah, you're building your reputation and your brand. So if you're in year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you're still making on the sixty grand a year, that's when you need to go find a job because there's no way you should be in business in year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and still making under sixty grand a year because you got to look at it this way, especially if you have a family. If you had a family and you were working for the man, how much would your salary be? <laughs> what would your salary be, you know, working for the man if you have a family? I'm sure you're not taking a $60,000 a year job. Not in, more. Not, not in 2023 or 2024. <laughs> I mean, kids are coming out of college making six figures nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> and so, with no experience, just at this technical ex education. Exactly. So you, if you've been out here working in this space for 20, 30 years, man, um, that's why that's why it's so funny if you actually took the value, all of us, Fernando, Greg, myself, you, I'm sure Mark. Uh, all of us, if you take our 20, 30, 40 years of experience yeah. and put a dollar amount to it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking CEO salary there. Right. Exactly. So it's, it is our, it become, it comes down to your value proposition, yes. right? What is you, what is your value to your, to your like, yeah, but if you're going to work for somebody, you definitely would be in the, the, the six figure, but up in the, like the two to 300,000 market, that's right? That's what I'm talking about. Because that's what you're bringing to the table <laughs> yes. uh, based upon your years of experience at doing right. what you do. And even though uh, we're working in our own businesses, we come with value. We come with knowledge that we've yes. accumulated over a number of years. Right. And the education is like being a doctor or 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 a doctor or a lawyer. You yeah. come, it's not just the knowledge, it's how you got that knowledge. You didn't you right. didn't get that knowledge in college, and that was the end of your uh acquisition of knowledge. Yeah. You're constantly improving on your knowledge base, right. your expertise. And right. so that requires some investment back into yourself in order to do that. So in my opinion, that increases your value. 
And then on top of that, if you're running a business at 60 grand or less as your annual revenues, what is the cost for running the business? You know, what are you, you're using utilities. You probably have a place where you're renting. So you got to pay rent on that. Uh, you're operating your vehicles. That's a cost right there. Office supplies, all of those things. So by the time you pay all of that, you know, what is left in terms of salary? You know, you look at that 60 grand and you go, oh my God, I only have five <laughs> grand left. Right, exactly. So uh, the only best, the only great thing about it is if you got to do a hustle, man, you can usually hustle up some more money as an entrepreneur, which is a yeah. little bit challenging if you're working for somebody. Yeah. But uh, I quite agree. So it's not the, uh, th those are our proven strategies to increasing your cash flow. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we were, able, were not able to connect with Mark because I don't see he popped back in. I think he can hear us, but we can't see see or yeah. hear him. Um, and Mark, we're going to figure out how we can work on your connection so we can get you on because I think yeah. you probably have some amazing nuggets for us that we want to hear. So you and I are going to work on it uh, and yeah. see how we can make that happen. But I, sure. I, I do want to say this, guys. Um, we have, this is the end of this year. It's here in a matter of a couple of weeks and firing the next two weeks. We're going to do our holiday cheer with our colleagues and peers. And then we're going to go and spend the last uh, week or the last two weeks with our families um, working on that. But whatever you've done for 2023 is pretty much done. Uh, unless you're putting something in place for the first quarter of 2023. Now, I will say this about my business. I always have to mid-year, um, I have to make sure that I generate all major funds in the summer and the early fall uh, because by the end of December, uh, most people stop working mid-month. Mid and then that means... Uh, come January, it's my invoicing for December, but January is a little light. <laughs> so I always have to prepare for January and February when everything thing kicks back in. So I always have, I have multiple revenue streams. So I make sure those other revenue streams are activated uh, for when the primary ones are down. So I want you guys to think about that as well as for your business. We, we in this day and age, um, we, it's very difficult to operate with just one stream of revenue coming into your, your business. You want to have at least six or seven streams, at least six or seven streams of revenues, guys. So start thinking about how you can increase your streams of revenue for 2024, because that's, you know, one of the best ways of growing your business, one of the best way of growing your business without getting a loan or anything to that effect. So you know, it's a right go today. I was talking to uh, one of my longtime clients um, and we've been, I've uh, been thinking about for the last, we've been talking for the last year. I've been coaching her on, on, on her, on her revenue and, and generating more revenue. And today we had an epiphany. Really? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and there was a product, uh, that she is doing or a project that she's working on that really could be the product that we've been looking for as long as I've been coaching her. Wow. And also uh, now uh, this product uh, could be something 
that she could actually hire people to execute for her. And she keeps going out there and just um, selling the product. Um, so we were really excited today. We just, we just, we were just, she, I was overjoyed as, as much as she was I'm like, oh my God, we've been, this is it. This is what we've been looking for, for you to become the CEO of your business, not you working in your business every single day, but using your knowledge and expertise to be able to hire a team of uh, designers and, and artists that can execute the projects for various entities. And so she was so excited. She goes, Oh my God, I just, she was just taking copious notes and, <laughs> and, and I had to laugh. Isn't um, it amazing when an epiphany occurs, man, it's like, Whoa, I never thought of this. I never saw this coming. <laughs> right. And she says, I never, and that's what she said to me. I would have never thought, but Oh my God. And, um, I, and so we kind of told her homework over the, the holiday season is to, you know, map out her business model. Yeah. Um, um, the nine categories of the business model for this particular, uh, it, a uh, new project that she can do a new product line that she can introduce. Yeah. And then come January, I tell her we hitting the, we hitting the, we hitting the ground running right. <laughs> in January. Cause finally, um, and that's what everyone should be doing. Looking, redoing a, uh, uh, look over an overview of what you've done all year long and um, where you should be going. So even yeah. Gilbert and I, I mean, we, we do what we do, but we got some new plans for yeah. coming the next coming year and oh, yeah. rethinking how we do business. And um, we want to be on more in an automotive mode, <laughs> automation mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every year, every year we we evaluate we reevaluate our business at the end of the year, the last quarter. In the last quarter of each year, we reevaluate our business and say, okay, what are we doing right now that we can do a lot more efficiently and to automate it so we can make more money? And mm -hmm. that's what that's what we've been doing. And we got a plan for 2024. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I want you guys to do. Yeah, enjoy your holiday. I want you to enjoy your holiday with your family, but really look at kickstarting uh, for the new year to and, and set a goal, um, not a scared goal, <laughs> but a goal that scared goals. Scared goals are not good when you plan under chaos. No. Yeah, and not a scarcity. We want you to create a goal that really, one is attainable, but um, really well thought out. So by time 2024 uh, comes along, you've actually changed and made an amazing impact in uh, your ability to increase your cash flow. Excellent, excellent. So I guess it's that time, co-host. We're at the it is. So Mark, one and we're gonna our marker. <laughs> yeah, and Mark, we're gonna. I'm gonna work with you, and we're gonna get you on because I know you yes. uh, have. So uh, thank God, Gilbert and we, Gilbert and I. You know, we have a bag of tricks always. Right. <laughs> so That's no right. need to apologize, my friend. Uh, we know how to pull it together when we have to. We're uh, always we... in the ready mode. Always. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> but we will definitely get you on here because I'm, you know, I'm looking at your website and see the things that you're doing, and we're excited to hear from you. But we got to work on the on the tech part of it. Maybe we can see if we can bring him in uh, next Friday, this coming Friday. Right? Yeah, and then he and I can have a uh, we'll 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 touch base midweek so we can make yeah. sure that you can come on before yeah. we actually go live. How about that? That I'm works like for a you. Plan there, Mark. Fernando. <laughs> Come back next week, dude. We're going to get those nuggets for you. Greg, thank you always for your input. We had a phenomenal, we're going to wrap this up, but we had a phenomenal young a young woman uh, that um, was on the community briefing yesterday. She's an yeah. actress, a writer, and a producer. Yeah. And uh, she was just such a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we were, you know, how she got into business, and she's been, uh, acting since she was like four. Um... <laughs> he said he just figured out how to make it work, so we're good to go. All righty, then we will talk, uh, Mark, and make that happen for next week. Um, her name is Andrea Lewis. Oh my God, Gilbert, you you have to. I'll have to send you over the video once I edit it and put in the intro. Oh, she was so refreshing, but she's been acting uh, right. since she was in. Um, since she was a kid in Toronto. She's wow. actually from Toronto, from Canada. Wow. And uh, and so and now she's producing her own projects because she saw that as as we all know, the entertainment industry can be limiting if you're waiting for other people to give you jobs, yeah. but can be very lucrative if you create your own. So she created her own, and uh, so um um, uh, I will share that with you. Uh, hopefully we can get her. I'm going to work on getting her here, but she just, you know, it's a question that was asked. How do you get started in the, in, and be successful in the, in the industry, in the, uh, entertainment industry? She goes networking and marketing, yeah, networking and true. marketing. That's true, man. <laughs> people do business with people that they <laughs> like and trust. <laughs> right, exactly. So, same thing in business, same thing in entertainment yeah. business. So, yeah. with that, guys, we're going to wrap up for this week. And um, we are going to see you guys back here next Friday at uh, three o'clock. And uh, we should be on point. I don't know what was going on, but obviously, technology had its challenge uh, yeah. this week. But we will see you back here next fr third Friday. Um, with a great topic and we will have our guest, Mr. Newsome back. We will make sure everything is working. But before we tune out, we want you to go over to our YouTube channel and we want you to hit that subscribe button so you get notification every time we go live and you know that we are here. You can also uh, catch us on uh, Facebook. We stream live on Facebook and uh, YouTube as well as LinkedIn. In, and uh, so you can check us out there. But don't su just subscribe over there. Don't follow us just on those pages. Go over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button and follow us there. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can also take a picture of the QR code and it will take you over to our platform. So with that, Gilbert, do you got any parting words for our wonderful um, audience? Mark, it's been wonderful having you with us, but next week the audience will get to see you as well. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to bring you back, Mark. So hopefully we'll get you this coming Friday at from 3 o'clock to 4.30. 
And uh, we really want to hear the information you have to share, especially the fact that you can help small businesses increase their gross profit by at least 25%. I'm excited about that. And I want to hear more about that too. I'm sure our audience want to hear and learn about that as well. So the one part and word that I have, my co-host, is that this checklist I just went over for business and contract readiness, I hope that you guys would really uh, hope you're taking notes. And I hope you apply those lists because those lists are going to come back around to you from time to time. And if you don't have them available, you can lose opportunities. So I just want to emphasize that. So with that being said, co-hosts, I am going to play our outro music. All righty. Uh, it should take us out to our uh, weekend. Okay. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll Using procurement, program and control As a small biz pro, I saw we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Alrighty then, now 